Why would you stay here? This is it. We all die. It's a question of surrender or survival, acceptance or denial. I choose survival. Yeah, you think everything's gonna be okay? Look, you saw the map. That's our truth. It's not right or wrong, good or bad. It just is. Heads, welcome to our podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Melissa. And I'm Duncan. And this is Fear, the Walking Dead cast episode 216. I'm on day four of my whole 30. Oh, that's right. No oh. sugar, no alcohol. I can Damn. tell already that you're Damn. kind of douchebag. I fucking hated this episode. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I hate everything. I hate everything. No, I'm just kidding. I feel pretty good, actually. Yeah? Um, okay. Yeah, surprisingly so. I kind of had a big crash all the uh, the other day, yesterday, but um, we also went skiing. Maybe not the best time to oh, yeah. a lot of exertion. Drain all your energy and then have nothing <laughs> right. to back in <laughs> yeah all right well why don't we go ahead and start actually talking about the show okay attention shoppers dead cast top five in five four three two It's our Deadcast Top 5. This week it's our Top 5 Highlights for Season 2, Episode 2, We All Fall Down. We all I think fall it's, it's down. technically a Top 3. That's right. I keep saying that, huh? <laughs> I want to get um, my friend RJ, who did our little recording, to sub in Top 3 instead of Top 5, too. Top 3. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 3, 2, 1, zombie. So what would you guys think in general? Uh, I liked it. <laughs> I don't, you're never probably going to get it. I thought it was crap for me. <laughs> it's moving right along. I mean, it's it's an interesting. It was new. They were on an island. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, uh, I, was I thought really it was glad good. They're off the boat. Yeah. At least temporarily. You know? Right. But yeah, I thought it was pretty good too. I did too. I I uh, think this is one of the better episodes, as a matter of fact. And yeah. uh, I liked how it unfolded like a little mystery. Yeah, you know, and man, how, Nick is just like on point. Yeah, <laughs> Nick was awesome. I liked it, it was interesting because it felt more like a story of the week kind of thing. You know, some <laughs> TV shows are more episodic and they don't have an overall arc. And this felt like that. But uh, it worked. And I think actually that some shows start off more that way until you get to know the characters. And then and then it feels like there's more of an overall arc. But anyway, um, no, I really, I really thought it was good. L- Lorenzo Henry, who plays Chris, said at Walker Stalker Con that the first season of the show was kind of crawling, and now it's found its footing, or something like that. And this episode really felt like that to me. Like, oh yeah, they they feel like they're really doing their own thing now. They're finding some good story material in the whole zombie apocalypse that's kind of right. different. And so I, I liked it. Yeah, there well, was a couple know, things I really oh, liked in this episode. 
Um, we'll get to that, though. Go ahead, Melissa. Well, I was just going to say, um, when any show is new, like the pilot season, basically, it's it's funny when you watch a show over and over and over again over the years, and it's your favorite show. If you go back to the first season, you know, people are, it's a new character. You're still building it. You're still getting into it. You know, it, it's, and the more time you spend as an actor with a character, it becomes like the second person in your life. But at first, it's just kind of this awkward, like, I don't really know who this person is yet, mm-hmm. but all right, I'll act like them, you know? And <laughs> so, um, yeah, I always, I, in general, when people say, hey, check out this show, a lot of people will quit at the pilot. I always recommend going past the pilot because, you know, or, or even the first season rather sometime. Well, so that maybe that's pushing it. But the first <laughs> episodes at least, just because people start to really uh, get into their Jill. skin. And you, as a viewer, the same thing. You, I mean, you're talking from the viewpoint of an actor getting to know a character, but it's like that with a viewer too. It takes a while to get to know and right. really care about them. And the one thing that this show kind of has going against it is that people are used to caring about all the characters on The Walking Dead already since we've mm-hmm. gotten to know them. And they think that they should have that feeling immediately with this show. Right. And, and they don't. And you never do with any show. Right. <laughs> and uh, like I mentioned right. last week, it's kind of hard, I think, for some people to adjust be just because the, um, you know, everything is so f- f- much further advanced in yeah, the Walking Dead in yeah. terms of the way that people are acting and like the, the progression of the story that it's like, oh, just starting back at stage one now. And people you gotta, are like, stupid. You know I mean? Yeah. People mm-hmm. like the frustration of watching people figure it out. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's like uh, it's like getting halfway through a book and then starting the book over again. You know what I mean? Yeah, but if from a different perspective, you can actually appreciate that. Appreciate that, and I'm going to get into that more um, in my top three. But uh, why don't we get into our top three? Speaking of that, so who wants to go first? Oh, I nominate Melly Hutch. Oh, okay. (laughs) Second. All right, all right, cool. (laughs) Well, I, you know, the first thing I noticed, and it went on throughout the episode, and even kind of went with the kind of earthly organic people they met um was it's it's you know you kind of forget because when you watch these shows and it's all horror and ah you know and sometimes in Georgia the nature aspect it just looks hot and sticky and you know but it's still beautiful but there was this definitely lots of um shots of how still completely gorgeous the world is you know the ocean and mm-hmm. when she was working in her garden there were all these like really cool things that Picturesque. were just like wow yeah, the earth is like still, you know, it. it's just, you kind of tend to, I don't know, it was just perspective of how, um, even though the humans are going through their little weird ant plague, um, it's <laughs> still a very beautiful world. And I like how they kind of uh, put the spotlight on that in, yeah, in this episode. Yeah, for instance, Nick mentioned, you know, what's the most underrated part of the uh, apocalypse? <laughs> exactly. You know, no planes, sky. no smog. Yeah, starry right. sky. No nose pollution. Yeah, what yeah. really stuck out to me was that opening shot of the beach with the sun rays shining down, yeah. big clouds. And Beautiful, it's yeah. Like, oh, man, I would just love to wake up to that every and day. I love I how the zombies wash up like driftwood and uh-huh. then scramble <laughs> to their feet and start shambling along the beach. It's so funny. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck are these little kids doing out here? Yeah, I know. Before when we I didn't knew there was the, a fence. <laughs> yeah, before we knew there was a fence, I was like, oh god. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. That was just that struck me in this episode that I don't think they've ever really focused on that. At least not yeah. definitely not in Fear of the Walking Dead or the Walking Dead for that yeah, matter. Yeah, so. neither neither show has really covered that before. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah. That was 
kind of perspective to throw out. And there. then Alicia said, I guess we've taken care of that climate problem. Right. <laughs> Which is true. If you know, all of a sudden there's no factories. Only emitting cars, their poisonous yeah, gases. Uh -huh. oh, you, you think that the climate problem is taken care of, but then all, all those nuclear reactors that suddenly stopped <laughs> mid-action are melting down after a few weeks, and then right. the whole northern hemisphere is full of radiation, and that's a major climate problem. If yeah. you were on the boat, you could have said that to Alicia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, Duncan, your turn. Okay. Holy fucking fuck. Shit fuck. The country is <laughs> fucked. <laughs> Dude, when George is going over the map talking about the different ranger oh, yeah. stations, Colorado, the Continental oh. Divide, that's half the country fucked. It was interesting because he was saying that, you know, they've napalmed up and down the coast and he named some cities, Portland, Seattle, Vancouver, San Diego, all gone mm -hmm. and shut down the Petrified border. Forest gone. But then when he yeah started talking about Joshua Tree and Petrified Forest and Zion and Utah gone, I, I couldn't tell if he was trying to say that just they were not getting any more communications from the rangers at those stations or they had all they been They blew up palms. Zion. Yeah, exactly. I think, uh, I, I think, why would they do that? Right. Yeah, I think a couple he was saying were like gone, like trash, like the Petrified Forest bombed, you know, napalmed. Then other places he said the stations they just lost communication or yeah. they, they went down. Well, I'm uh, thinking that the national parks must be a loss of communication because, I mean, there are yeah. quite a few people in national parks. Like, if you were in Yosemite Valley during a zombie breakout, it'd be a dangerous place to be. But oh, yeah. uh, I'm, but it doesn't. It seems a little irrational to go in and napalm it. Fire maybe, bomb. Yeah, I was wondering about that as well. I was thinking maybe the the ranger stations just went down, but oh. I, I mean, I, I guess they would I justify mean, the firebombing by just trying to completely eradicate the outbreak. I mean, right. yeah, and now I, this is, I love this because we didn't really get a lot of this kind of thing in Walking Dead, but all of a sudden, early on, we're getting a broader view of what's happening. Yes. It was really cool to get that, and it's also... none of that in The Walking Dead. Yeah, I mean, we did see firebombing of Atlanta. Atlanta. And we and they, and they Jenner said something about France, so that was pretty far oh, out there. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, we but, didn't get any, like, wide-spectrum view of, like, out-of-state action or what was happening mm -hmm. um, in other areas of the country. So, yeah, it's awesome to get a little idea of what the hell is going on. And now we get it confirmed that the military's just napalming everything everywhere that's like the mo it wasn't just in la yeah which is pretty crazy you, have you guys seen tropic thunder i did but it's uh, yeah been a while. Well, like uh, Remember, uh less gross times <laughs> i'm talking scorched earth motherfucker i know that's yeah. a great movie Oh, it's yeah. one of my favorite movies ever Me too. very underappreciated I, I feel I you know what agree. i i didn't even realize that that one dude was uh oh. Tom Cruise the whole time I was watching it, but I'm like, there's something really charismatic about this guy. <laughs> <laughs> what is up with this guy? Something really familiar. Yeah, that too. But he just had this like, you know, kind of life to him that you wouldn't expect a guy who looked like that, I guess, to have all dumpy. Yeah. Looking. Mm -hmm. But you're, you're telling me that you want me to abandon my best friend and client 15 years for some money and an airplane. <laughs> yes yes <laughs> okay well we uh, it sounds like we all three recommend that one yeah all right yep. my number three is the the theme in this episode about the choice to to die and uh george what was his name george something the guy on the Green island uh, we only got george 
Yeah, we did get his last name in some time there. Yeah, but that's okay. So he uh, he plans to, in next words, Jonestown the whole family, which I thought was a funny way to put it. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, let's figure out why. Well, he he really is very uh, admiring of Travis's Maori background and also that they took their grandma back to New Zealand when she died because he believes it's really honorable to start and end in the same place uh, which didn't quite make sense to me because he's as white as white can be so it's not like his ancestry was on this island i don't think but it's just something about a respect for land and mm-hmm. he's a little crazy yeah. too maybe the kids were born there so we yeah died yeah there. i think that they were just a self-sustaining family and yeah. he's just lived there and raised them on that island i That's totally get right. it yeah yeah you get it I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then actually Travis later said he believes in man's connection with his land. So, yeah. and then later, uh, Travis, when they find out that there's a whole bunch of zombies waiting in the little tourist area that will probably come and get them at some point, Travis is like, why, why would you stay here? George says, this is it. We all die. It's a question of surrender or survival, acceptance or den- denial. Travis says, I choose survival. George says, yeah, you think everything's going to be okay? Look, you saw the map. That's our truth. It's not right or wrong, good or bad. It just is. So watching this, you know, the first time through, it's like, oh, you start getting little hints. The dad's a whack job and he's, and I still think he's pretty crazy, but but you also start to wonder, well, you know, I actually was starting to feel like in this world, if someone wanted to take themselves out of it maybe i wouldn't blame them oh god i wouldn't blame them <laughs> yeah, at but all taking out your kids your whole family yeah yeah well, as soon no, as but do we know that it becomes would... murder but do we know that the... i thought that was just like if the horde starts you know they're in a really bad spot then it's like well this is it guys you know what yeah I mean? potentially i didn't yeah. think he was just gonna like wait for the comet to pass over the house and oh. put the oh. on and tra-la-la I, oh. I kind of Very thought maybe he was gonna they were going to try to sustain because their one, their oldest kid was totally like, I mean, they had it, you know, the fences they had, they, they were, yeah, they had a working system. So that's yeah. not bad then actually, it was you know, kind of like a last resort thing. So yeah. none of them would turn, they'd be together forever. And yeah, they'll stay on the Island as long as they can. That's how I thought. When Nick said Jonestown, I immediately thought, Oh, he's planning on using all these pills at some point but that's just what the way nick put it but you're right maybe it was just a last resort he figured we'll stay here as good a place as any which it's not i mean it's not very well protected but he just you know i could respect just staying home and doing the best you can and then before you're gonna let yourselves be brutally attacked by zombies you just give your family all these pills if it's the last resort so i i totally respect what he was doing i mean i could understand people who would say no you go off and you survive at whatever cost and if the, an area is not safe then you leave there i can understand that point of view yeah, too. but don't i don't think this guy's just a straight-up villain no i yeah, didn't definitely not but then again, you know, why would mom want to, I guess mom wants to send the kids away just because she knows this area is not safe then. Not because she thinks he's going to make them eat those pills. I think that she knows and, uh, eventually they'll have to eat the pills because mm-hmm. eventually they're going to be overtaken. Although yeah. I don't know, they seem like they were pretty uh, prepared. She, she so. seemed to think it was just like a area of limited opportunity as well. You know, like mm-hmm. what they have, that's all they'll ever have. You know, if they go out somewhere, there may be something else, something better, something bigger that they could experience i think it was about safety 
I really do. I think she wanted him to be safe. And this whole area reminded me this the episode even a little bit of Herschel's farm. It's like a nice area where maybe they could be safe for a little while, but it's just not very well protected. And sooner or later, it's going to be overrun. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. The only thing that kind of put a bad mark on this whole storyline for me was I just didn't think that the dad was a great actor. Really? I, I thought he was okay, but he sort of seemed flat and didn't have a lot of depth. And I, I wanted to feel a little bit more from him. And it just seemed like he was he was kind of saying the lines like this the whole time and a little bit monotone. So I, I feel, I mean, I don't know. I hate to diss on anybody, but I just was wishing that he, he I was getting more from him or something. Right. I thought one of the best lines from the episode was uh, delivered by him when he said, I'm kind of an amateur anthropologist. Amateur, a lot of shit, actually. Yeah, I love that, too. He was an interesting yeah. character, for sure. Yeah, and I, and yeah. I know people like that who just get into a lot of really interesting stuff and read up on everything. You know me. Yeah, I know you. I know my wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Melissa, number two. Um, I'm going to do I'm going to do number two with like three little shorts. Nick finally uh, got rid of the jacket, the clothes, the theme song is back. And, um, and I think, uh, Nick would make a great babysitter. It's all those things. Nothing to be discussed too long, but, uh, it's like me with little kids. That's just the way I am. It was hilarious watching it. I mean, if you don't love Nick after this episode, you know what I mean? (laughs) He, he, he played games, which I was thinking, you're an addict as soon as you grab that game. But anyway. He, right. Well, he, and he did leave that thing in plain sight. That kid wouldn't have known it existed if he wouldn't have gotten it off the shelf. The globe. Yeah. The I globe. know. So I know. If he really thought that the father was planning on kill, killing everyone, you know, before he absolutely had to or whatever, he should have taken those things out of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oops. Um, oops. But it's right. But oops. He, you know, he did little things that, like, he tried to get uh, Chris involved. He's like, you don't have to talk about being around people's better. And then when he took the kids in the room, he was like, wow, cool, this is your room. Yeah, and that was funny. So he just seemed, you know, like, just a good guy. But I also was wondering, why is he rifling around? I mean, it didn't look like he was rifling around for, for drugs because he was being really casual about it, but that's a I, possibility. I think that he started rifling in response to the kid saying the power pills, you know, they're like vitamins. Oh, the exact quote. I got it. So he it's was like a vitamin. For drugs. If I take it, my family stays together. Yeah. I think that kind of spooked. Oh. That's right. I kind of missed that. Duh. I mean, I didn't, you know, when he heard the kids say that, and then when he found the pills, I was still not at all thinking that was where the story was going to go. Yeah, neither I, was I. I hey, yeah. wasn't there. And then that's why I just totally didn't even put that together. That's yeah. funny. He's sharp um, as a tack, that one. But it's good that, it, you know, because when you think of Nick, a big part of his story is his addiction. And so when you bring pills into it, I think the writers are actually being really clever. They're like, oh, yeah. oh people are going to think this is going to be Nick finding drugs and then they do a left turn on you and that's great because the finding drugs story seems really predictable and expected so to have it be oh here we go with this and then be something more interesting is good yeah i think um, he's just trying to get a fix but he's saving children man yeah that's right uh and how how happy were you 
Duncan, when they played the I Thought of You. When they oh. Played, yeah. And I can't really call it a theme song. It's more like a theme. Yeah. Note, a theme <laughs> note. <laughs> <laughs> a great thing about doing this podcast is there's probably literally thousands of people who thought of you, Duncan, when that came on. It's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. I did notice in the uh, in the feedback somebody mentioned it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, all right. Who's next? Duncan? Yeah. Yeah. Um my number two was the murder suicide by Power Pills plot. But um I'm gonna <laughs> replace that since we talked about it and say the theme song is back. That's my number two. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. Yeah, that's cool. I thought maybe they would leave it out this year since they didn't have it in the first episode but i knew it was coming yeah. back because the first episode they just continued the music from that specific scene so it mm. wasn't like they introduced a new theme song they just carried it over they carried over the momentum of the introduction scene through that title shot yeah essentially. i just was thinking oh is that the new style but i guess oh. <laughs> you have a point yeah they wouldn't do that every time yeah right. then it'd be different every time which would be weird could be interesting it could be uh, my turn. So I, we kind of touched on this, but watching this episode especially kind of made me feel like, oh, yeah, they're going back to a more innocent time in the zombie apocalypse. And for me, the show is successfully bringing us back to when it was all new and interesting in different ways and uh, scary in different ways. And I think, like I said, to appreciate this show, you kind of have to go back there in your own head. So, mm -hmm. for example, zombies are still creepy, uh, like that opening scene where they just start coming up out of the water. I thought those were really cool zombies, too. Yeah, the way they moved and looked. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. They must have some special waterproof makeup on or something. <laughs> um, and then yeah. the way they talk about it, the, the way they muse about the situation, the people in Walking Dead haven't done this in a long time. Like, uh, just a little thing like when he george offers travis the book and says take it nobody's writing any new ones for a while right, right. yeah that was cool that was funny actually really I mean, a sad thought sad but funny yeah. yeah and true most likely i mean stephen king is so addicted to writing that maybe he would just sit there and write up until the moment when he got <laughs> yeah, chopped probably he's, would. he's probably got enough dough too so that he can you know arrange to have supplies to have people providing for everything that needs to be done around him so that to he could print out the books. The process. <laughs> yeah. You know, someone making food for him, someone killing off zombies yeah. for him. Have someone walking the, walking the United States with a bag of books, kind of like a, yeah. in, but with just handing out like a, you know, you're yeah. forgetting that, that money is no good anymore, but people want to read what he writes. So yeah, make it enough fans. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, I mean, like money is is uh, useless, but I think he he would have the resource base at his fingertips yeah. to have people around him working Got for it. him. Essentially, you know what I mean? Totally, yeah. And 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 it could almost be a Stephen King story where if he decided he didn't want to write, then they would say, "Well, you better, or we're just going to leave, and you're going to die." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Uh, kind of reminded me of misery. So then, there's other kind of musings, though. Like George says that whole thing about they aren't infected. We are, we're the weeds, Mother Nature is pulling, the world couldn't sustain itself, so it stood back and said enough, this is its course correction. Ugh. Different, uh, you know, people having perspectives on why this is happening. I remember Herschel said, Herschel said something like, 
I knew people were all going to be brought back, but I didn't think it was going to be like this or something because he's a religious man. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then the other thing is the zombies aren't totally dehumanized yet. So right. just like in The Walking Dead early on, it's a big deal for to see Chris pickaxing these zombies at the it was it was, was wasn't it was, like yeah, if you saw this on walking like, dead it would be like uh, killing a fly yeah and i was sitting right. there thinking to myself like imagine having to do this like you're mm-hmm. on the fence mm-hmm. you're putting a pickaxe through some dude's face right and i'm impressed that with this show can make us go back there and and feel that again yeah when it isn't anything on yeah. walking dead and when seth calls it chores and maintenance that's it, more like walking the walk. Yeah, right. but seeing someone say it on this show, it's sort of like, oh man, this kid is, he's totally callous to this situation. And then you see Chris, it's like, oh, he's losing his innocence. But then there's also the part of me that's like, well, he's the first one of our group here that's learning what needs to be done. So maybe yeah. this is a good thing, even though that's it's a sort really of powerful a scene. zombie apocalypse version of teenage rebellion. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, it's like, you know, uh, I, at first I was like, oh man, Travis is going to go down there and, and he get he did kind of freak out on, but he wasn't like, what are you doing? Stop. Yeah. You know? I, I, so it's like, they're, it's still uncomfortable, but it, you know, everybody's coming to the realization that it's an unnecessary part of life now. Yeah, you're right. He, he didn't try to grab the ax away. He just kind of lightly protested. And then he went back to George and George patted him on the shoulder and was like, Hey man, this is what you got to do now. Right. <laughs> this is how it is. Powerful stuff. Yeah. Definitely. I wanted to go back real quick to the um when George was talking about how it was like um you know we're the weeds and and uh, mm-hmm. it's it's a natural process for the cleansing, you know, type stuff. Um it was interesting cuz he said something about that and Travis said this is not natural, man. So a kind of counterpoint. Yeah, it was a kind of counterpoint, but it was kind of going back to season one with Tobias and um, you know, the idea of is it an engineered catastrophe or is it a natural disaster? Mm. And the the um, the fact that they brought up you know Ring Around the Rosie and the Black Plague is interesting too because you know where the um, the legend of the Grim Reaper comes from. Uh uh-uh. uh I might have talked about it last season, but um, apparently, wit- eyewitnesses claimed that they saw people. In in Europe, during the black pla- like the Black Plague, right before the outbreak, essentially sowing the fields with some type of device that looked like a scythe, you know, like spraying. Mm-hmm. So um, that's the Grim Reaper. They brought death, and uh, people. Some people think, based on that, that it was you know some type of artificial plague, essentially, yeah. po- like a, a population culling procedure. <clears throat> Interesting. I, um, yeah, I don't, I, you, you, whenever you bring up stuff like this about where the origin of it, I just don't, I don't really think that the writers were getting it, like having, wanting us to consider that. I think George is trying to have sort of an accepting, surrendering view of all this. And Travis is like, this no, man, I'm not going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I got you. I'm not, I'm not implying that the writers are. Okay, okay. I don't, you know, I don't know. What I mean, it is an interesting perspective for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From my knowledge base, you know, that's immediately what I thought of. Because, sure. um, yeah, I think that there's a lot of people out there that want to cull the population oh, quite yeah. drastically. So this type of thing for wouldn't sure. be um, unheard of. I know. I mean, I think 
someday there may be some kind of a plague that wipes out a bunch of the population and it could very well be man-made. Yeah. (laughs) All right, let's move on. So whose turn is it? I think it's Um, me. I did my number two. Are we on numero unos? Yeah. Um, Well, I mean, I would just, you know, for me, it was uh, just kind of the whole end of that episode. Uh, Same here. A couple of points on it. I mean, at first when the mom was, uh, the George's wife, Melissa, how could I forget her name, um, <laughs> was really wanting them to take the kids because I think she was like, you know, she knew the ultimate outcome. But at the same time when, um, why can't I remember her name? Travis's wife, mom. Madison. Nick- Madison. Madison. My God. Um, was like really pushing to get him on the boat. And I'm like, hello. I would almost be like, you know what, Melissa, I know that you guys are in a weird situation and you want your kids to be safe, but we were actually docked here to get away from a boat that was armed with major weaponry to probably kill us. (laughs) So I don't think it's a good idea we take your small seven-year-old children. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like, you guys are safer than us on this island. Why would you want them to come with us? Yeah, it was, it was, and I mean, obviously that turned out how it turned out and Tra-la-la, and I guess, you know, I'm just... Uh, <laughs> Tra-la-la-la-la. Tra-la-la. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> it sucked. But I was also curious as to we heard a gunshot at the end, so do you think George killed himself? What I happened? Think that first gunshot was the kid with the rifle on the dock before he stepped onto the boat. Shooting at them? Yeah, just like a warning shot, like, boom! And then he steps on the boat with the rifle out, like, you're not uh, taking my brother. So what do you think happened with George? Do you think he just was like, uh, screw it, and just like let his kid eat him or the wife? I mean, I don't uh, understand what happened in that. I guess. Well, we know he wasn't trying to save them. <laughs> right. right. He's, so, uh, he's yeah, probably I was wondering too. reading his books or something. Right. <laughs> well, I, I figured he would be, I figured he would at least kill them, you know, uh, and then at least, I don't know, it was a little weird how that kind of was frustrating that they left like, wait, what? what's he going to? I'm guessing he died, but yeah. we don't know. Okay. We don't know. We did. We, last time we saw him, he, he was like kneeling on the ground. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think so. I'll I feel it. like when I saw him kneeling like that, so he was I just thought, like, eh. like, yeah, maybe like, Oh, the, the power pill plan, you know, failed. And he just gave up on that plan. and was like, screw it. Just bite me. Yeah. I know he's got like, I don't know. That was weird. Just cause he still had his, you know, old, his two sons. I mean, uh, his yeah. whole thing. Yeah, you're right. That's true. And what is also weird was the mom's trying to save the two little kids, but she doesn't care about Seth getting on the boat. I know. I think she f- felt like he was too far gone. Uh, he, yeah, she said that Seth is like his father. He'll stay here no matter yeah. what. Like that's yeah. yeah. Uh, so he had already make, made up his mind. Yeah. Well, this whole thing of her sort of telling Madison, you know, oh my. She, uh, I forget the kids' names, but the girl, her hair, she needs it shampooed, and mm-hmm. you know they try to get into bed with each other. Right? We try to stop them, but uh, it's really okay. And, and the look on her face, and I just felt so moved and sad by that. You know, like oh, it was brutal as a dad thinking you're shoving your kid off to somebody mm-hmm. that you'll never see again. It was yeah. really emotional, and I love even though these are not the kind of emotions you ever want to have in real life. I love when the sh- these shows make me feel that much. You know, I'm I'm tearing up here watching this, and uh, then seeing that poor little kid 
Madison carrying him out to the boat and he's saying, I want my mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Like, oh my God. I almost felt like when the brother came, you know, I was like, cause I wanted Madison and them to take the kids. I, it didn't dawn on me that they might be in even more danger. But when, when the brother came on and pointed his gun and said, just leave us alone and give me, you know, I had a little shift. I'm like, yeah, just give him back to his brother. That's right. he should be with his family. <laughs> oh, I agree. Agreed. I totally agree at that point too, because I, again, I don't think uh, I think his brother is kind of badass. So we'll keep him safe for however long he's going to. He's BA in the ZA. Oh, yeah, well, and we don't know what's going on with Strand now. There's something I don't know what the hell. That's probably one of yeah. you guys' topics, um, so I won't go there. But uh, the boat, the boat is not necessarily a place for a seven-year-old child. Yeah. <laughs> That, or anybody, really. It's like, listen, kid, this is my goddamn boat. Yeah. <laughs> well, he crying. said kids are the <laughs> the definition of dead weight. And yeah. I was I mean, sort of thinking... Some plank for you, boy. Yeah, he's probably right. Like, I think he's totally right. Would it, Unless they're Clementine, and then they're smart, <laughs> badass. Yeah, exactly. Unless they happen to be like a really smart kid, but it's no joke. Some kids yeah. are just, just can't get it together. And even purely as a cold-hearted like, executive on this show, I would, I'd be like, do we... Would we get enough story fodder having a little kid around, or would it just be a pain to write for? You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> that was one of the controversies about uh, keeping Judith around. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. They've done good with that. They've really yeah. integrated her. They in. hardly ever show her. <laughs> yeah, but she's important more often than I thought she would be. Good. So that's good. Anyway. Oh, did you guys know that Seth grows up to become Negan? <laughs> no it's not seth it's that other little kid oh Oh, all right (laughs) he must have a big growth spurt though (laughs) so the mom the scene where the little girl bit the mother was pretty choppily edited i thought oh yeah definitely i think they didn't get good footage or something the bite was just like i mean you get the idea but kid actors (laughs) <laughs> dead weight again dead weight okay Duncan number one my number one is WTF is strand up to yeah seriously guys I don't know what I like yeah what serious not drug smuggling uh, people smuggling boats. we know he'll be there yeah what surprised me at the beginning of this is it was strand's idea to go to San Diego, I think. And then they found out that it had been napalmed and he protested. And he's like, no, you guys, he protested a little bit, but then I'm like, wow, he actually seems just as clueless as everyone else. Does he even have a plan? And then later we heard that phone call. And what we learned from it oh. is he's in contact with somebody. He said, it's all clear now. So I assume he means that person that was after them is gone. Right. And and he said, uh, "I'll at sundown. I'll be there." So he's meeting someone. That's all we really know. Yeah, I guess um, probably uh, in San, Di- San Diego. Is that where he's going? I guess. I yeah. mean, I, it seems to me. Uh, Travis said something about Mexico. I have a feeling there. It's just weird because it's still so new into what's going on that. I it, it was obviously or not obviously. I'm wondering if if this is some plan that he had before. There's yeah. some indication of that. Yeah, yeah. He, he's already like uh, Daniel is suspicious whether it's even his boat. 
Yeah, that was really cool. Um, a boat, a $10 million boat. You mean not your $10 million boat? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, snap. Right. Didn't I guess we'll that, find so. out, right? Yeah. <laughs> if we don't, then I'll I'll come around to saying the show sucks. <laughs> I feel like um, he's he's got to get to San Diego for whatever mission he's on with mm-hmm. that with that guy, whoever he's talking to on the phone there. So uh, yeah, what what is that all about? Well, I, we I, I don't think he... we can really know. If no, yes, yeah. Oh, it's brutal. All right, my number one is I should have probably had this as my first one, but I liked how there was unfolding mystery in this. Yeah. At first it seems like a nice family, but you know, this being just any kind of a dramatic show, you sort of question if everything is as it seems Mm -hmm. and hope it's not as boring as it seems (laughs) (laughs) at first. And then when the mom was questioning Maddie about her job later, the second time through I watched that, it's clear that she's just trying to see if she would be a good guardian for her kids and then you find out that she sick, she did signal them on purpose. And then uh, one of my favorites was when um, Nick goes into their room and the kid has all his dolls representing his neighbors and they all have bullet holes in their heads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he talks about the pad- power pills and all that. It's pretty much a shit show in there. And totally. then, uh, then he finds the pills in the globe and, you think it might be part of his drug story. So I just like the way things kept you wondering what the heck was going on. And you just learn a little bit as you go along until the totally horrific end, which we should probably have known was coming, but I found it pretty shocking. Yeah. I could, yeah, it was pretty brutal and satisfying. I mean, even though I was depressing, it was, it made me feel like it was a good episode the way it ended. Yeah. I, I like it, but at the same time, it kind of frustrates me. I mean, you know, if it didn't work out like this, the show wouldn't be interesting. But it's like, no matter what, on The Walking Dead or on this show or whatever show it is, like our group arrives, everything is totally fine wherever they are. And within 24 hours, everything's fucked. I know. If you, yeah, if you kind of take a step back and look at the broad view, it's like, ah, oh, I wouldn't want to. I hope these people never show up on my doorstep. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, if it didn't work out like that, nothing would happen, you know? So it's something that you kind of have to overlook the timing issues, you know, um, just in order to make the TV show uh, interesting and move along. It's suspension of disbelief. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anything else? I have some notes. Anybody else? There's one thing though. And Ophelia is talking with Daniel, her father. And she says, you know, that she's understanding this world and that it's cruel. And she says, like you to him. Right. Yeah. And uh, what, what's up with that? What do you guys think is going on there? Well, she found out last like season. El Salvador. Is right. T- yeah. Torture stuff. But so yeah. they're just sort of reminding us. Oh, I think it was like, oh, we have this character, Ophelia. She, she doesn't have anything to do this episode. Let's remind everyone that she's still <laughs> mad at her dad. Yeah. Let's say her name once mm-hmm. at least throw it out there and then they'll probably you know build on that later on anything else um i, I just thought it was cool how they mentioned ring around the rosy and re- its relation to the black plague it's not it's something that's out there but not like not everybody knows about that 
you know. Well, well was it? Po- I thought. See, this is so funny because I just recently I, I had to sing that song for I don't know some kids thing I was working on, and I think one of the original theories is that, or not theories, because I guess this is historical, but like people they would mask the smell of death by carrying posies or were posies medicinal like what's the deal i'm sure i could google it but i'd I rather remember it well i looked it up and according to wikipedia the origins and meaning of it are actually not known for sure that the first instance in print was in 1881 but it had been around since before that and there's some old really old germanic poems that are similar that it might have evolved from but the plague explanation actually didn't appear until the mid 1900s. So that's interesting. 60, 70 years after it was first in print. Um, so, and there's a lot of different theories about what it could be about, but I think for the purposes of this episode, it was pretty clear that it was about this great plague, the bubonic plague in England in the 1600s. And they, it, it, that reading, ring around the rosies, is about a rash that's a symptom of the disease. Ring around oh. the red skin. Yeah. And yeah. posies are like what Alicia said. They're basically ineffective attempts to ward off the disease with flowers. And then the ashes, I think, are about cremation or just cremation. remains. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Some, but I, yeah, I like that they throw that in there, threw that in there. They throw they throwed it in throwed there. Throwed it in there. They did yeah. throw that in there. <laughs> That's good. That was that was slapped them, threw it in there. <laughs> <laughs> any more, right on in. Any more, Duncan? Uh San Diego's gone, dude. I didn't... Yeah. Hey, Go they didn't mention it. San Francisco. I was happy. They did about not that. mention San Francisco. I was like, oh, yeah, you know it's, right. it's, it's fine. Also. No, it's fine. <laughs> no, it's totally <laughs> fine. <laughs> no, because the government was like, let, let San Francisco burn themselves down. <laughs> like San Francisco. I, I yeah, I, w- I don't think I'd want to be in any city during all this. No. <laughs> oh, God, no. Oh, man. Yeah. Don't no. City. I'd become a mountain man. Probably. Yes. I mean, that's a, that's what I'd probably do is I'd just become a mountain man. I'd become a man. You'd become a man. <laughs> Montana. It would be difficult to find the doctors and all the steroids. Worth and it. Hormone therapy. The hormone therapy. <laughs> I would make it happen. All right. Now we know she's giving away Clementine's story. Season <laughs> four, man. Walking Dead. <laughs> Hopefully Dixon dead. would be down. Just saying. <laughs> that's all right. Oh, he'd, he'd have a change the other way. Oh, uh, all right. <laughs> he would make a very unattractive. He'd, be, uh, he'd change his name from Dixon to Vixen. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and Melissa to but Mel. What I Mel? I'd just be Mel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've never heard that no. zombie apocalypse plan before. <laughs> That's a new one. Change your change oh your sexual God. orientation. <laughs> but I have heard mountains, and I and I've said the same thing. I mean, Montana. Try to find some people who know what the hell they're doing, and yeah. Go up there. Get on up there to the mountains. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. although the mountains can be really harsh, you should really know how to survive before you run off into nature, or else you will surely <laughs> die due to the elements. <laughs> and the yeah. thing that this show is making clear to me is any idea that any of us have, probably a ton more people have too. Right. So you're going to get a lot of people going Yeah, there'd be the a bunch mountains. of assholes in the mountains. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you don't know how to take care of themselves. Please help Can us. you help me, Mel? Like, nope. mountain. You should have done your research. Oh, Anyways. 
All right. Well, here's a couple of my points. So it was confirmed that Nick thought he heard something under the boat, or at least that's what he told his mom. And that's why he went under there last episode. And she says, we, he's like, we're still helping people, right? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, people we can see, dumbass. You know, like, don't just dive <laughs> in there. Right. And then uh, Katrina Island is not real. Okay. It, I was wondering about that. I figured it was a set. And well, I mean, I, it's obviously set because they're shooting in Vancouver, right? There's these channel islands that are up and down the southern coast of California. And I thought, oh, maybe this is another one of those until I saw when they looked over in the area where the tourists were, you know, all the zombies. And that there's a big circular building there. And that's uh, the Catalina Casino, which is on Catalina Island, which I've been to like four or five times at different friends of mine's bachelor parties. It was kind of a tradition to go there. Ah. So uh, it's really fun to go there. Well, and didn't they say that that was a nature reserve, the island that they were going to? You know, what's weird is... Like, why is there a boardwalk? Well, that's (laughs) the thing is Catalina Island also has a conservatory. It's a big island and only (laughs) there's one little spot that's made for tourists, but the rest of it is a, a nature conserve so i don't understand why they made up a name for this instead of just having it be yeah, catalina i don't get it they did mention catalina in the last episode right the guy was like oh did, how close yeah. are you to catalina right so why i don't understand why they wouldn't yeah. just make this catalina that's weird i was like oh katrina that's really similar to catalina like what's going on here it's also where natalie hello doggy <laughs> it's also where Natalie Wood drowned. I don't know if you remember her, but she was oh yeah, West Side that Story whole thing. Oh, Christopher Walken's like, no, I didn't do it. <laughs> Catalina Island supposedly, like, something like seven hundred giant skeletons were found there. Holy cow! Of like seven hundred, seven to nine foot tall people, I think, and uh, they've all subsequently disappeared or been destroyed. Wait, you ever hear about what? that? <laughs> Say that again. There's yeah. giants on giants. Yeah, giants. giants. Maybe they were a colony of like the world's tallest or people who they got shunned <laughs> to this island. Yeah, well, there, their, there's reports of giant skeletons being found all around the world, for oh. ranging from seven to like thirty feet oh, tall. But Catalina yep. was uh, oh. one of the big hotspots for it, apparently. Okay, a couple more notes. Let's see. Uh, Daniel says they to Ophelia, we can't stay here unless we're invited, which I thought was out of character for him. It seems like he'd be, I mean, or it's at least it's revelatory of his character. Yeah. It definitely makes him more of an intricate psychological um, case study. Um, It seemed really unlikely to me that the ship looking for them would not be able to find them. Like if they were like, okay, they're going that way. They're zigzagging all around. And then Strand said, if you get close to an island, then a body of land, then you you become hidden to radar or whatever. So they're watching the radar and they're like, oh, they disappeared. Well, I guess they're just okay, gone. They're gone. Circle all these islands. Use the spotlights. I mean, look at the coast. Exactly. Try to find that big ass yacht. Yeah, yeah. Go to the island where you last saw them near. Right. And and go up and down the coast. So I just thought it was a little ridiculous that oh, suddenly they're just gone. Um, I don't think we're done with that boat yet, though. No, I don't think so either. I mean, the bad, the bad guy boat, whatever it is. Yeah. And then just like what, what's next for them? I have a feeling that because they said everything up and down the coast is napalmed. Travis asked about Mexico and he was, uh, George said the borders closed and no one can get 
through, which I think is impossible. The way you close a border is to have guards there, and I'm sure they've all deserted. But anyway, know, right? There's like some real diehard, like yeah, called? not the letting guys anyone through. Guard the border, <laughs> Militia, militant men. What are they called? Minutemen. Minutemen. Yeah. <laughs> but I think uh, they're going to Mexico. That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Um, I'll just throw out there really quickly. If anybody's interested in learning about giants, you can look up this book, The Ancient Giants Who Ruled America by Richard Dewhurst. Uh, it's full of news articles clipped from, uh, you know, all around the country showing like reports of giants being discovered. And uh, another good one by Ross Hamilton is called The Tradition of Giants. Just throwing it out there because it's pretty interesting stuff. Thomas Jefferson apparently reported giants in the U.S. when they like were exploring around here and stuff like that. So, cool. I don't know. It's wild. And if you want to learn about the Whole30 diet, just there's a book <laughs> called Whole30. <laughs> Damn, now I feel lame for not having a <laughs> not book. Having I am actually reading a Stephen King book right now, and I can't remember the title. It's the one that they made a Hulu show after. I just started. That's why I can't remember. What do you? Uh, it's like it? about a guy that goes can go back in time and has to do. Oh with yeah, it. it's a date, the JFK right? Part, but um, it is a date. The title is a, is the date yeah. of the assassination, maybe so or something. That was a, the least helpful like book reference ever. I don't know. It's like Stephen King. <laughs> no, no. Karen talked about that on uh, on the podcast <laughs> oh, a while back and said it was really good. She liked it. Okay. And okay. this looks interesting because it's starring James Franco, right? Yeah, I'm going to read the book before I even go there, mm-hmm. but I think it is starring James Franco. Yeah. It looks like he could be Nick's brother. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Nick Franco. All right, let's take a little break. There's more to come. Everybody stay with us. Nap time. 26 miles across the sea. Santa Catalina is waiting for me. Santa Catalina, the island of threat to untold numbers of citizens the people he kills get up and kill are they slow moving chief yeah they're dead they're all messed up this is a walking deadcast news update okay it's time for the news first thing fear the walking dead has been renewed for season three that's right that's right i did just yep yeah 16 episodes, so one more than this season starting sometime next year. So that's pretty Job cool. security, guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know the actors must be like, whew. Yeah, totally. Well, so that goes. I meant us, but yeah. <laughs> oh, us too. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, they have. we have more of a chance of coming back than each one of them individually, <laughs> I would say. Because <laughs> any one of them could die. All right, next week, I am going to... Try something I've never done before, I think, as long as my calendar's free. But I'm going to live tweet next week's episode. Oh, Oh, that's an investment uh, in the internet. I don't know. I just want to see what what it's like, you know? Yeah, Um, why not? uh, Lucy Hinney, one of our our listeners, had a live tweet or live, you know, she she did it on her Facebook. But I thought it was really fun. So I think I'm going to try it. we're at Jason and Karen, and so if you guys want to follow along, I get. I'm gonna watch it 
the Eastern time. So that's nine Eastern, six Pacific, if you want to follow along. Do it, listeners. Do it. Do it. Next, Greg Catero has said that they didn't film the scene of who Negan killed yet. He also said that only a few, few people know who it is. And some cast members have said they don't know, but at least one Norman Rita said he does know. Andrew Lincoln said they all had a pack not to tell. So it's kind of confusing. It sounds like either it sounds like not everyone's being honest or, or at least there's some people who know and who don't others that don't, you know, does it really matter? It doesn't, but <laughs> I thought this was interesting. Former cast member, Tyler James Williams, Noah, Noah says he Chris knows. Rock. Really? He says not only does he know, but he's known since they were still shooting season six. So like the middle of season six. No, that's crazy. That's what he said. And he said, uh, while he won't tell who, who told him, he says it was a cast member. He says, oh yeah, of course we all still speak and they kind of keep me up to date and stuff on what's going on and all that. You have to understand Scott Gimple knows everything seasons and seasons out. So people knew, but we can't say anything. No one can say anything. So it's actually better to say that we don't know. Mm, Okay. So maybe that's what some of the other actors are doing. Yeah. That's what I assumed. Yeah. And since he's not on the show anymore, he doesn't care. You know what's funny is, and this is, I mean, I guess some people just need to know. They just need to know. Oh, things, I don't want to know. I don't want to well, no, I'm not. I'm not saying, yeah, God, just, you know, like Jason. Like Jason, for example. Jesus Christ, get over it. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's, it is interesting. And, you know, I mean, especially like, I mean, meeting people even just regarding the game. And I don't blame people for this because people want to know. But like, uh, as far as like when you're in between season, like this specifically with this the season finale of uh, The Walking Dead here that just ended. Like, people are really pissed off that they don't know, but I'm like, you know what? At one point, you got to move on and, and just kind of just go with it and, and not care and not let it affect your life. And yeah, then the yeah show sir, don't let it affect on. your life. <laughs> you know, like, people are really letting this, like, affect their lives. From my perspective, I, I'm not really mad that I don't know. I just thought that it would have made Negan's introduction stronger. And yeah, it's an opportunity, so, essentially. For sure. No, I, I Absolutely. agree. Absolutely. I agree with you. But then I, I was, you know, kind of irritated about it for about 24 hours, right. and then I just let it go. Like, it's still a hot topic. I mean, I feel <laughs> the same way that... I, Still a hot turd. I had some reasons why I thought it was okay, but you know, all said and done, I think it would have been better to just show the end of that scene. Actually, I kind of wondered something. Maybe, maybe it's a big one of the big actors, and they were afraid that if they just killed off Daryl or Glenn, and then they didn't uh, have something else to hook you in, that people over the summer might just be like. Well, if he's gone, I'm not coming back. You know, it might have been too too clean of an end point for people. I, I have a feeling uh, that's why they that'd did be it. like underestimating their audience. Yeah, though, I feel like you know. Well, if Daryl, I mean, so many people say if Daryl dies, we yeah. run. We run. Okay, and then this last one is a little potentially spoilery. So if you don't like any kind See of you spoilers, you should probably yeah, take off. All right. Or don't just stop listening. Just go to the next section, which is the listener feedback. By the way, if people don't know, well, I shouldn't explain this right after I said spoilers, but uh, (laughs) for people who have come recently, we have chapters. So most podcast apps let you skip around if podcasters do their podcasts in chapters. So when I say skip ahead, sometimes it's really easy to just go in and 
go right to the next chapter in case you didn't yeah, know. And, and before I was on this podcast, I was a big fan of this podcast and I loved that. Oh, yeah. Anytime you guys would say spoilers, I'd be like, skip it. Just skip. Skip. It. skip. Now you're going to have to say spoilers <laughs> again, though, because it's been a little bit of time has gone by. And Duncan can't skip anymore now that he's on it. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right. So here it is. Uh, they, people, this was totally public, too. So most people, anyone who's paying attention to the Fear the Walking Dead news knows this, but they filmed this season in Mexico. Oh, snap. Oh. Um, okay. There's. It's called Baja Studios in Baja Peninsula, and it was the site of filming for Titanic and Master and Commander, which Dude. are both ocean movies. So it's good for ocean-based stuff, I guess. Cool. I thought they were just like, weren't they filming in Vancouver last season? They were. So, I th- yeah, I, I just had assumed that they were carrying that over and filming in Vancouver again, but that's cool, man. That's really I cool. mean, I assume that because it's most of the season is probably going to be on the boat that they wanted to make use of this studio. So that because of that, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be in Mexico. Maybe they just needed to use the studio, but I bet you yeah. they're going to be in Mexico. That's what maybe I they just threw that out there. Like they threw it out as a nod to the Mexican studio that they're working at, you know, like, Oh, <laughs> yeah. since we're working there. We'll, you know, we'll toss it out there. That we're going to Mexico. You know, we're really screw Mexico. We're not going to Mexico, <laughs> but they probably will go to Mexico. Cause then they can just go outside the studio and film some scenes. You know, oh, I want to go to Mexico. I love Mexico. You know what would be cool is if like they ran into Sammy Hagar. <laughs> really? That would be cool. And got some tequila. He shows up on the boat. I mean, he's such an animated character. He's all, hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> For Eddie Money, right? He had two tickets to paradise. So. Yeah. Jimmy <laughs> Buffett. They're all there. They somehow found each other in the... Yeah, uh, that was stupid. But that's what I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if they ever like just kind of are at their wits end about how to bring people around. They might as well just do that episode. What about Sammy Hagar? Can we get Sammy Hagar? <laughs> just in case Sammy Hagar is listening, I apologize, dude, but you sound like Michael Bolton. Really? Oh, I yeah, you, no, you ever noticed that? Think about it next well, time. No, you, you should have never pointed that out, but I have to admit, I'm a big fan of Sammy Hagar, Van Halen era. I mean, I love the David Van Hagar. Hall, of course, Van Hagar. Uh, I'll, I take it. I like, I like it all, but You're I, lucky, lucky. I love you so much, Melissa. I'll let I, that, let that slide. Oh, there are some good ones. They had some good ones. <laughs> I said I like the other. I like original Van Halen as well. I cool. love, actually. Yeah. Might as well jump. <laughs> <laughs> Go on and jump. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move on to listener moans, groans, and grunts. Brains. Uh, Brains. <laughs> nice. Okay, uh, let's see. This is from Ashley Renfro. She says, wow, major improvement from, from my watching experience from last week. That kid zombie left me freaking out, and Nick's cleverness is so fun to watch. True, true, and true. Yeah, we got a zombie kid early uh, in this season. which is Early pretty- on, yeah. yeah. Um, next we have Chris Plunkett. Theme music <laughs> is back just for Duncan. Yeah. Yes. I like Daniel the best so far, and we need some more info on Strand. I like how they slipped in there that Travis is Maori, being that the actor actually is. So I thought it was cool in response to the criticism. You know, that's that's interesting because I, I never did my research on him. Um, Me the either, actor, yeah. But I, I was like, he looks almost more Persian than Middle Eastern. But mm-hmm. as soon as they said Maori, I was like, well, yeah, duh. Yeah, he that totally, is cool. Yeah. Totally. So, yeah, Chris's mom was pretty 
I guess she was Latina, right? I think. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 yeah so definitely. he's half and half. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Larry Blake says, anyone seen the last scene in The Good, The Bad, The Ugly? The three characters stand in a huge circle, staring each other down, trying to decide which move to make on the other. Tense, climactic music builds and builds. Fear the Walking Dead hasn't, quote, drawn, drawed its guns yet. This, to me, is an analogy for this show so far. We're waiting for that galvanizing moment slash episode that will bring it to the level of The Walking Dead. I like the show, but The Walking Dead done a far better job the first season or two of galvanizing itself as a strong story. I could see that. Like, I could see an episode coming along where we're all like, oh, yeah, that was so good. Yeah, you know, we I'm haven't waiting, really had yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. That episode that brings the level of the episode intensity up to the theme song, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, early on there, before the nine days, there was some stuff that showed a lot of potential. It's been damn nine days. <laughs> I was, I was tell, talking to somebody about that, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this show, you know, that. Uh, it's going to go back and show the beginning of the apocalypse. And it's like, oh, then they totally skipped nine days. Oh, and then they just like went out on a boat and we're not even seeing the zombies <laughs> for the mainland. <laughs> you know? That's hilarious. All right. This is uh, Michelle Jones. I really enjoyed this episode. Strand has me super intrigued to see what's going on with him. I've been iffy with this show. It's been okay, but nothing has really stood out and grabbed my attention. They definitely did with this episode. Can't wait for next week. Agreed. Yeah, people uh -oh. are liking it. I'm glad to see that. Yeah, yeah. Definitely more. I think the first season there was a lot uh, more criticism of how it was going down. Mm -hmm. I think it'd be hilarious if Strand just like all of a sudden grabbed the top of his own head and like <laughs> pulled his face <laughs> yeah. off. And it's, it's actually T-Pain. <laughs> no. um, yeah, that would be amazing. Next, next we have Joanne Philomena. It's, it's Sammy Hagar. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'll stop. I'll drop it. Uh, Joanne Philomena says, I thought Chris was totally useless, but tonight he's pretty callous about taking out the beach zombies. Might might make him a survivor. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Jamie Dimmick says slow, but that ending was tragic and worth the buildup. I saw it coming, but watching the family die still hit me hard. Yeah, me too. Excited to see a zombie horde next week. Yes. Boris Gradina says awesome episode. Wow. Alicia Gustus Stout says I'm just not into this season at all. <sighs> Yawn. That's uh, asterisk yawn asterisk. Yeah. <laughs> and then here's Lucy Hinney. She this is a, a few of the live reactions that she posted. I just thought were funny. So she was posting these, I guess, as the episode went along. Shouldn't Chris be on some kind of watch after the whole jumping thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nick and his jacket. The true love story. <laughs> but you guys said it was gone. I didn't notice. I, I, you know, now I that I, I didn't know. Well, he took a he took a shower at one point. Oh right, yeah. Um, but I don't know if you're right now. Now I'm like, damn it! I don't know if the jacket <laughs> came know. back. We'll see you next week. She goes on. Shout out for medieval European plague. Woo! <laughs> She's in Scotland, by the way, so that kind of makes sense. It's the black metal plague. She says, "Holy shit! These dolls are creepy as fuck." <laughs> mm -hmm. Ditto that kid. <laughs> Didn't someone have that nature's course correction theory in The Walking Dead? Am I imagining that? Or maybe one of the books? It does seem like we've heard that before. Maybe Herschel said that too, actually. Uh, I think he might have. Yeah, maybe. He says, insert argument with my boyfriend about whether Chris is annoying or not. I win. Chris is learning valuable life skills. 
Yeah. <laughs> He's a teenager. Yeah. As yeah. well. They're annoying. Sorry, teenagers, but I was one once. I was annoying. <laughs> we Actually, I wasn't so sure I wanted to see another rebellious teenager story, but this is my favorite development yet where he rebels mm-hmm. by slamming a pickaxe into a zombie mm-hmm. heads. <laughs> <laughs> yep. She says, don't walk about with headphones in. I know. I thought the same. That was going to be one of my points, but I was like, oh, there's nothing to discuss. It's just that that's going to be something learned the hard way. (laughs) Right. Then she says, holy crap, zombie Willa. That shit is creepy as hell. And then seriously, I think a bit of a game changer in terms of tone and my respect for the show. This was a genuinely strong episode with heft that rivals post CDC Walking Dead. I liked it a lot. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. Oh, and we got a couple of calls. This is Pake from Texas. Hey, Jason, Melissa, Duncan. Yo. Uh, this is Pake from Tyler, Texas, and I'm going to have to pull myself out of this uh, instant depression. Oh. <laughs> wow. Um, tonight's episode. <laughs> no, um, I, I wasn't really sure if I was going to be like fully like Fear the Walking Dead is, you know, on par. And I don't know, I'm still not there but but it definitely has gotten to that um emotional trauma that the walking dead is known for so that was terrible <laughs> awesomely terrible but yeah that that ending with the the kid and the, his parents and the, it, i just want to cry oh it was yeah. it, let that, it out dude this is the first <laughs> moment i think on this show that i've been just kind of on on edge, that whole thing, just going, no, 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 do this, do that. What are you doing? Please, no. And so <laughs> I'm officially hooked and invested in this show like I should be, and I think as they want. So I got that. Um, maybe, you know, hopefully you guys feel the same way, or if not, I'm interested to kind of see your take on this, as I will with this episode airs. But, yeah, um, thank you and bye. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I think we kind of agree about that episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think so. And uh, I, I'm just so into the the Walking Dead universe. I could watch anything and and get something out of it. You know, totally. Me too. But <laughs> not that I'm a total, you know, suck up to Kirkman or anything like that. My middle name's Kirk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I don't know. It, you know, it's, it's, I like the direction it's going. Yeah. It's starting to starting to hit those emotional notes. I was really yeah. feeling it when um, when Chris was putting that pickaxe through those zombies' heads. I was putting myself in that position. and The zombie or just, Chris? Oh, <laughs> Chris. Okay. <laughs> it was just super intense, man. Yep. Like, how would you react? Like, oh, it's, it's crazy. All right. Here is Greg from South Carolina. Hey, Jason, Millicent, Duncan. This is Greg from South Carolina. Regarding the, uh, the Fear of the Walking Dead last night, uh, so I know we were all really kind of disappointed last season by the missing nine days of the apocalypse, but I, I think that an episode like, like last night's was really what the writers were imagining when they were like, oh, well, you know, we'll see the original, uh, what, what happens as the, as the world goes to shit. Um, I mean, like the family that I last night, that could have been, uh, the one that, uh, that Rick saw in the opening episode, uh, of the, the family that was, you know, killed in the living room where they killed themselves or the one that, uh, that Morgan found the, the dead kids in the bed there or whatnot. 
Um, I mean, it's basically like a, a well, well-funded, well-acted bicycle girl episode. Um, and then speaking of the, uh, the family last night, uh, seeing the girl reanimate, um, was almost like watching them, like in the, in the mother's arms, was almost like watching, uh, a less cold-blooded Andrea watching Amy back at the camp, um, in The Walking Dead. Um, and instead of, oh, I just want to say goodbye, blam, it was more ended up being, uh, a suicide by Walker, uh, that we kind of didn't get in the show, but we got yeah. the comic books. But, uh, I mean, I really enjoyed the episode. Um, I like the character development. Uh, I like the storytelling. Uh, even though some people may think it's, it's boring or whatnot, uh, I'd, like I said, the storytelling, I'm really good kind of getting into. Yeah. All right. You guys have a good one. Look forward to hearing it. Bye. Oh, thanks, Greg. Yeah, well, that's the thing me. with the the whole Walking Dead world, too, that I think, you know, people, I mean, and I've known people who, don't, who can't even handle the zombie or horror genre, but they like The Walking Dead. It's be, it's yeah. so story-based, and it's, you know, dialogue-rich. It's not just like, you know, Action. go out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the whole thing is, is it's story-based. It's um, so agreed. I uh, with everything Greg just said, I agree with everything yeah. Greg just said. <laughs> and yeah, and what's Greg great about president. The Walking Dead is that <laughs> it's right in that middle line between thrills and action and character drama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if you get too much in the whole, well, you can have great character drama that's not at all action, but you can also get soapy, which I think it veers towards sometimes. But right. I love it when it's right in the middle there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. Thanks a lot for writing in and calling it, everybody. Let's move on to next week on the Fear of the Walking Dead. Next time on Fear of the Walking Dead. All right, next week on Fear of the Walking Dead, it's Season 2, Episode 3, Ouroboros. Madison confronts Strand about his mysterious destination. Meanwhile, Nick, Alicia, and others inspect wreckage from a plane crash. Uh, did I hear crash. someone say plane crash? Uh-oh. Flight 462. No. Who do you guys think is going to survive from the flight? Well, I saw the pre- the little teaser. I'm not caught up on it because I, I, I'm not caught up on that at all. I need to... I need it to, was you can watch it on the lame, internet, right? You can download it was lame. It. Oh, shit. That's what was I it? thought. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, well, I mean, you could probably tell me what happens because I, I... They're on a plane. There's a zombie in the bathroom. That's well, I know that. It. That's it. Someone gets bit. Someone gets stabbed the, in the head. Someone... So that's how window they Window breaks. Them? Yeah, I saw that. And, uh, then, and then they kind of, in the last one, they flashed to it, um, kind of that plane that uh, Nick sees oh, yeah, Nick around sees the it. neighbor's house. Yeah. It's the one that dips its wings and looks all wackadoo. Yeah, so you're caught up. Oh, I'm yeah. caught up. Friend. So I'm going to talk about the little teaser. So if you people don't want to know who who that was, you should move to the next section. <clears throat> but uh, it's the girl, the the Asian girl, which yeah. is yeah. pretty cool. Obviously, I liked her. Yeah, I was kind of hoping it would be her. Oh, so yeah. she'll show up th- on the show. Yeah, I uh, I hadn't seen the preview, but I had imagined that that's who it would be because okay. she was the only character that there was sort of mystery about. Um, mm-hmm. she's the biggest like proponent and like of, of what was going on. She sort of seemed, she to, seemed have to know information. Up, yeah. Yeah. So the mystery kind of centered around her knowledge and around. And the other kid, her. he kind of looked like Tobias a little bit. Yeah. Even so much so that I saw in the comments. Oh yeah. Tobias is on that airplane. I think <laughs> people were serious about that. Thinking that <laughs> he, got, he somehow magically 
got on a flight, huh? Yeah. And, but yet yeah, was, people were talking um, about that a while back. Huh. <laughs> All right, cool. And uh, what else? It looks like, yeah, there's lots of zombies and uh, running away from them and Nick fighting a zombie. So it should be fun. More of an action-oriented episode next week. Sweet. Nice. Awesome. All right, that is our show, episode 216. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to give us a call, you can call us at 650-485-DEAD. That's 650-485-3323. Or, or, and, and you can call, you can email, you can do whatever you want. But if you're going to email, you can tweet, you can do whatever you want. (laughs) I don't know why I'm making this a huge, long sentence. How about this? You can email us at brains at podcastica.com. You'll never guess. It's the LA heat. (laughs) (laughs) And you guys will never guess, but you can also find us on the web. Like, seriously, on the web, we have a website. The World Wide Web. Yeah, the triple W. www.walkingdeadcast.com. And you can find out about all our other podcasts on our network at podcastica.com, a network which I am very proud of. Yes, ten be awesome shows. Speaking of other podcasts on the network, I'm particularly excited for one that's going to be happening next week. I was going to mention that. <laughs> so coming up this Sunday is Game of Thrones season six, episode one. God, that's yes, yes. And that means Game of Microphones. Reminding me, the previews look amazing, and uh, the podcast is coming back. It's Game of Microphones. Actually, uh, Mr. Blog and Grace and I already did an episode talking about our favorite highlights of season five, just kind of to whet your appetite and just talking Get about it prepped. got me all excited about Oh my God. <laughs> it, it's an amazing show. And yeah, the podcast is going to be back. It's going to be much different because for one thing, Fear the Walking Dead and Game of Thrones are on at the same time this year and both on Sunday. I can't do both podcasts. So the way around that is we're going to have Mr. Blog host all every episode and then we're going to have a rotating cast of co-hosts. So each week it's going to be a new person pretty much, all the some repeating. And two of my favorites are going to be Duncan and Melissa. You guys are going to have it. So that's going to be so fun to listen to. Oh Sweet. my God. I'm going to be a big fan of that, that episode. And then uh, we have a whole bunch of other people. Uh, Rima, who's a listener. We have Cindy from Walker Stalker. You know, Jen, who's a longtime listener, David, Karen's husband's going to be on. Nice. Uh, so it's going to be really fun. And I uh, hope you guys will listen. Now, Eric, as you know, I'm, I'm a.k.a. Mr. Blog. He's been doing under the comic covers for 110 episodes now. So he's honed his podcasting skills. And I was really happy to have him as a friend and someone that I could hand this over to for the season. Nice. So nice. Cool. But I'm, I'm also sad because I want to. I'm sad I don't get to podcast about Game of Thrones this year. Next year, I'm going to find some way to do to do it. But uh, this year, I'm kind of actually... I'm sad and I'm also happy to be able to take a step back and appreciate it <laughs> just as a fan because it's so hard to podcast about. Right. It's like oh a history God. class. Is there going to be a, like a, a book comparison section? No, because there's no more book. Uh, well, it's, it's ahead. It's going to be ahead for most of the book stuff, but there could still be crossovers. There could be... Um, Eric said he didn't think he was going to have that, but I think when you're on, if you want to make the case for it, you should. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Go to gameofmicrophones.com if you're curious about that, or just search for it on on iTunes. 
It's going to be awesome. And don't forget to tune in to Twitter next week if you're interested of my live tweet of Fear the Walking Dead. That's at Jason Karen. All right, that's our show. Awesome. Thanks for listening, everyone. Don't Uh, get bit. Robin Robin Springer. Springer. (laughs) 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 (